Welcome to the Open Bible Podcast, a resource of Church of the Open Bible in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. In this episode, Pastor Jay shares some of his go-to resources on biblical marriage and family. Grab a pen and paper, you'll want to write some of this down. Hello, church and guests. This is Pastor Jay Hines welcoming you to another episode of the Open Bible Podcast. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. As a church, we are currently studying Paul's letter to the Ephesians on the Lord's Day. In the past two weeks, we've come to his instruction on marriage and family. Now, there's so much that could be said about the Bible's teaching on marriage and family. Along with my last two sermons, we could probably have a year-long series of podcasts. And so instead of scratching the surface today, how about I point you in the right direction to some good resources that I think could help you understand the Bible's teaching on these topics yourself. Does that sound good? Great, then let's get right to it. I just want to first of all begin with one book that really addresses marriage and family from a biblical perspective and gives a summary of all of the different areas of discussion, the important texts and that sort of thing. And it is called God, Marriage, and Family, Rebuilding the Biblical Foundation by Andreas J. Kostenberger. This is really the best all-around summary of the Bible's teaching that I have found on marriage and family. One thing I really like about it is his first chapter, The Current Cultural Crisis, Rebuilding the Foundation. That's just a great introduction, sort of showing how Christians, how the church, and certainly how the culture has moved away from biblical foundations of marriage and family and how we can get back on track. I think that's really important. He then addresses different areas of marriage and family life we would expect, but also some things that maybe we wouldn't expect. His chapter on singleness called Undivided Devotion to the Lord is especially helpful. And then also he has a chapter on divorce and remarriage, which is really good. Uh, Faithful husbands being qualified for church leadership and some other really helpful chapters, uh, particularly his chapter on God, marriage, family, and the church. That's also really good. How do we learn to be the family of God? What does it mean to make our own biological families, yes, a priority and be fulfilling our roles there, but not neglect the fact that we also are called to this greater spiritual family and we need to be looking out for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ too, particularly singles and widows and others who maybe are struggling because they don't have that family life immediately. How do we be family to them, to each other? So a really good book, a really good introduction to those matters. Now, as far as books on marriage in particular, I would recommend two books by Wayne Mack. And the first is called Preparing for Marriage, God's Way. This is the book that I always use when I am doing premarital counseling. And so I would recommend this book also to anyone listening who might be single, who might be thinking about getting married, or maybe someone who's entered into a relationship that's they're hoping is going to lead into marriage. This would be a good book to look over, even if you want me to marry you someday and we go through it. Uh, It's just a great book to consider some of the essentials of marriage, but also it's filled with all kinds of questions that really can get you thinking a little bit about yourself and about um, just preparing well for marriage and thinking through some important matters maybe you haven't thought through before. Now, Wayne Mack has a second book that is then for married couples called Strengthening Your Marriage. Now, I have to say this up front. I have not read the book, but from what I've heard and seen and from reading Mac's other books, I'm sure it would be a great book again for, well, there's the title, Strengthening 
your marriage. But just let me make a comment here too that I was going to make earlier and forgot. Uh, all these books that I'm recommending, I would mostly agree with the content and think they're handling scripture well and applying it well. But of course, like any book, there's going to be some stuff that I probably might not fully agree with, some secondary points or points of application or deduction. And so just want to say that up front, uh, if you're going to check out some of these books, uh, also to be reading discerningly. And ultimately, we want to be going back to scripture, of course, to see if what these books are teaching and how they're interpreting scripture is accurate. Now, one more book on marriage I would recommend. This is just a little book that I read a while ago, and I just love it. It's by Joel Beakey. Um, he's one of my favorite authors, and it's called Friends and Lovers, Cultivating Companionship and Intimacy in Marriage. This is a great book because there's not a whole lot of other books like it, just addressing these two issues of companionship, how, how in marriage we're called to be best friends and intimacy in marriage too. It deals with that important part of marriage, um, the sexual part of marriage, the romantic part of marriage that obviously when talked about needs to be done discreetly and carefully and yet is something we should not be afraid to talk about as Christians. After all, the Bible talks about it, 1 Corinthians 7 and elsewhere. So just another wonderful little book, especially if you want to grow in your friendship with your spouse and your intimacy. Now, that takes us to some books I'd recommend on family and on parenting specifically. One book that we read early on, my wife and I, when we first started having kids, was a book by Art Murphy called The Faith of a Child, A Step-by-Step -step Guide to Salvation for Your Child. Now, there's some specifics in this book that I scratched my head a little bit on. Um, their, their opinions, I guess, some, some things. But generally speaking, this book is really helpful in the fact that it goes through the different stages of a child's spiritual development. And again, this is just observational. It's not, um, it's not that scripture tells us there's these different uh, spiritual development stages. But generally speaking, we can see based on a child's growth intellectually and emotionally and socially that there's going to be different times in their life where it's helpful to know uh, how they are experiencing spiritual realities and taking in biblical truth. And this just helps us walk through and understand those stages as we're seeking to lead our children to salvation, faith in Christ, and also to disciple them. So that's a little great book I would, I would definitely uh, recommend to any parents, especially uh, new parents. Now, another book I would recommend, and this is again for mostly parents with younger-ish children, is a book by Ted Tripp called Shepherding, Shepherding a Child's Heart. This is a wonderful book about learning to raise our kids in a way that we're not just looking at outward obedience, but we're more concerned about what is going on in their heart and more concerned about wanting through the word to see the Lord impacting their hearts for his glory and for their own salvation and growth in Christ. Um, again, uh, there's some stuff in this book, some applications of biblical truth that not everyone will necessarily agree on, particularly his take on, on discipline and how that works. Um, but generally speaking, I found this book very helpful and would agree with most of his interpretations of scripture and application to parenting. And some of the things he said in here were just monumental for us as we began parenting. And we've now seen the fruit of. So Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. And by the way, he has a companion book called Instructing a Child's Heart that's also quite good. Now, another book, this is actually by Ted's brother, Paul David Tripp. 
is called Age of Opportunity, A Biblical Guide to Parenting Teens. Now, this book also, I'll admit, I have not yet read. I've had it in my library for years. I've been waiting for us to have teenagers. And we do have a teenager now in our house. And and I want to get to reading it. But I've heard really good things about this book. And I think I can highly recommend it based on other people's endorsements. And I look forward to reading it actually in the, the months ahead. Now, one other book this is actually more of a booklet, is by J.C. Ryle. Now, he was an Anglican bishop in England, an evangelical, uh, over a century ago. And he's got these wonderful little booklets on some real practical areas of the Christian life. And he has a book called The Duties of Parents. And this is just a wonderful little introduction to some of those duties, some of the centerpieces of being a Christian parent that I would highly recommend. And I often think it's it's helpful to read authors from other time periods because often they're going to see things from a slightly different angle. And often our blind spots weren't their blind spots. And so they can sometimes speak to areas of our lives, speak to areas of our parenting that maybe contemporary authors wouldn't. Uh, and so I'd, I'd recommend that as well. Now, as far as being more specific in leading our children spiritually and discipling them, of course, those other books address that. But this is more specific and gets at a little bit more also uh, family worship and and also the, the church, the church's responsibility or how as a church we should think about parenting. It's a book by Vody Bauckham Jr. called Family Driven Faith, Doing What It Takes to Raise Sons and Daughters Who Walk with God. This is a book I would highly, highly recommend. It also had a profound impact on the way we have parented our children and the way we've understood how the church should be involved in equipping parents to do that uh, and, and maybe supplementing a parent's primary task of discipling their kids with other ministries in the church. Now, I wouldn't agree again with all of his conclusions. Um, he is a proponent of what's called family integrated churches. And I think there's Though I appreciate a lot of what they're saying, how important it is, for example, for parents and children to be together in church ministry on Sunday mornings, not to be separated into different programs and services. Um, some of the conclusions in that camp maybe go a little bit further than I think is necessary. But nevertheless, uh, Family Driven Faith by Vody Bauckham is, is also a wonderful book in thinking through those. Now, I mentioned family worship, and I just want to mention two little tiny booklets that are really, really helpful uh, in getting family worship going in your home. Uh, one is called Family Worship by Donald S. Whitney, and he it's just a tiny little book. Let's see how, like 79 pages, not even. And it just gets at the real basics and how family worship has historically been um, a, a part of most Christians' lives, something that churches, uh, at least in Protestantism, have historically um, encouraged parents to do. We maybe call it nowadays more family devotions, but family worship's a little bit diff different. It's a little bit more. It's it's basically like having a mini uh, Sunday service every day in our homes. Of course, much shorter and uh, not exactly the same, but basically that has reading and explaining of scripture, praying together and singing together as a family. And so this is a great little book introduction. Another one, and this one uh, in some ways I think might be even better, is again by Joel Beakey called Family Worship. And this is just a wonderful little introduction I would also 
recommend. Now, Joel Beakey is um, from a slightly different stream of Protestantism than us. He's a reformed covenantal. So there'll be a few things I would slightly disagree with. He also is going to be quoting a lot of historic uh, reformed creeds. So if you're wondering what that's about, but basically we would have to agree with most of what he's saying in these books is he's drawing it from scripture and just the importance of family worship. And he is a master at practical application. Now, another book of his is called The Family at Church, Listening to Sermons and Attending Prayer Meetings. Isn't that an awesome title? I mean, have you ever seen a book like that? Hey, parents, here's a book to help your kids listen to sermons and attend prayer meetings. Mind blown. (laughs) Wow. Well, here it is. Here's a book that actually addresses these things from scripture. And again, it is extremely helpful. And so I would recommend that. Now, uh, as far as I just want to conclude with a few extra books I would recommend for family worship and and just books to be reading your kids as you disciple them. And obviously, we have a whole bookshelf full of them at home, so I'm not going to tell you everyone. But I just want to point out a few that are really helpful. One is the Big Picture Story Bible by David Helm. And this is a wonderful story Bible for ages, kids, uh, sorry, kids of all kinds of ages. You can actually start quite young with this because there's there's a lot of pictures and the the story, the, the words are uh, very economical. There's not too many. So you're, you're moving along through the picture. So even for a very young child, two, three, they can keep engaged with it. But the other thing I really like about this story Bible is that it, it, it puts the, the main story of the Bible uh, into focus and can helps children to see that the Bible is one continuous story, one continuous story of what God is doing in creation and particularly establishing his kingdom on earth. It's really good for that. Now, I would slightly disagree with some of their conclusions, particularly their understanding, which is kind of presented that in some spiritual sense, the kingdom of God is already here. Uh, We wouldn't take that approach. We would say we're citizens of God's kingdom now already as believers, but that kingdom is future. But nevertheless, that aside, it's it's a really good uh, story Bible for you to use with your kids. Now, another book for slightly older kids would be The Radical Book for Kids by Champ Thornton. It's a really neat little book. It's filled with uh, chapters on different areas of the Bible and theology, but also church history, apologetics. I, I don't have it here with me. I can't remember the exact age range. You could find that online, but it's a great little book our kids loved. Now, if you have kids who are um, I would say, you know, old enough to be reading fairly well and have a decent amount of comprehension in their reading, but aren't quite teenagers yet. And they really want to get into the Bible itself. And you want them to start reading not just a story Bible, but the actual scriptures by themselves. There's a book called Exploring the Bible by David Murray. And it's a wonderful little book that basically has your kids read through um, all of the, what we might say, sort of the main parts of of the Bible, uh, the main stories, the main important um, uh, chapters and verses. And so that even at a young age, they can essentially have read through the Bible and understand the gist of the story while only reading a few verses a day. And it's just a great book in that way. It's got questions each week for the kids to answer so that they can really be Uh, understanding and applying the scriptures to their lives as well. But again, it gives them the big picture of the Bible 
reading a lot of it without reading the whole thing, which would be overwhelming for many kids who are younger. So that would be another one. And actually, I think he has a new one now called Exploring the Gospels, where it's specifically reading through the Gospels. That might be another to check out. Um, I also, as many of you know, I am a big fan of church history. And so I have a few books I would recommend for developing in our kids a love for church history and understanding for church history. I think that there is a um, a great lack of knowledge of our roots, where we've come from, from the script since the scriptures were finished and the apostolic age ended to now. It's important for us to know what happened so that we can learn from mistakes and also be inspired by the wonderful things God's done in church history. So two books by Stephen J. Nichols, uh, a Church History ABCs, and this is a book for even little kids. And it basically goes through different people in church history with, as you can imagine, it starts with A, and so it's Augustine, and then B, um, I think is Ann Bradshaw. So uh, it just gives them a bit of a understanding of some important uh, people in church history. And then another is called Reformation ABCs which specific, does the same thing, but specifically with people and events that pertain to the 16th century Reformation, our Protestant roots. Uh, and then another really great series is Christian Biographies for Young Readers. Simonetta Carr is the, I think, the author of it or the editor. And these are for slightly older kids, but again, lots of pictures, great for church history on characters. But the, the series I would, I cannot recommend this too highly, is a series called Christian, uh, sorry, Christian Heroes Then and Now by Janet and Jeff uh, Benge. I think that's how you say their last name. It is a series with many, many books of biographies of all kinds of um, wonderful Christians who've had a great impact on the church throughout history. And it's written for, again, uh, I'm not sure exactly what age, but probably, oh, I would, well, I think we probably were starting to actually read some of them to our kids already at even age six. Uh, but I mean, I read some of these biographies. They're that good. They're so well-written and they just inspire and just open our eyes to what the Lord has done through different people in church history. I cannot recommend them highly enough. And if there's somewhere you would want to start with one of these books, um, I probably would first and foremost uh, recommend um, George Mueller. That's probably one of the best places to start. Uh, Hudson Taylor would be another good one to go to, but you could check those out as well. Okay, I said this was going to be quick and we're getting close to 20 minutes here, so I'll, I'll speed up and just a few, few other books I'd recommend. Um, there's a bunch of books by a, a lady. She's a writer and illustrator. Debbie Anderson is her name. These are hard to get. I'm not sure if they're out of print now. They're by Crossway. But these books are wonderful and for a very young age. So the one I have here is called I Love My Bible. And it's just for, for young kids. It says here age four to seven. And it's a wonderful, wonderful book for getting them to understand what the scriptures are, how important they are, what they can do with the scriptures, reading it, studying it, memorizing it. And there's a bunch of other ones. Um, Jesus is coming back again is one of them. Um, I can talk to God about prayer. That, that's a great series. Two more recent books we got that are maybe more important in the day we're living in than ever before. One is called A Child's First Book About Marriage. God's Way is Always Best by Jenny Ortland. What a wonderful book, introducing kids to God's 
biblical design for marriage when there's so much confusion about it in our day. It says, uh, read to me ages four to six, read myself ages seven to nine. I can't uh, recommend that book too highly. And then another one by Marty Machowski called God Made Boys and Girls, Helping Children Understand the Gift of Gender. Another really timely book for us to be reading kids so they can understand God's design for us. Now, uh, I also would recommend uh, two more classics, uh, The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. If you haven't read those, if you haven't read them to your children, unbelievable books. Uh, we've read all of them to our older boys over the years, and now we're starting to read them to our girls. And of course, C.S. Lewis, you can see throughout it that he's trying to, in an incredible way, imaginative way, get at some truths that are uh, about the gospel and about scripture and Jesus, but also wonderful lessons about Christian virtue. So please consider reading those books as well. And then another would be, the it's an abridged version of uh, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Maybe you don't know this, but Pilgrim's Progress is the most printed book in the English language, second to the Bible. And it is, of course, just a classic on the Christian life. Well, there's a version called Dangerous Journey, the story of Pilgrim's Progress, which is an abridged version for kids. And our kids absolutely love it. We've read it so many times. Now, I have to give you warning. There's some pretty, um, I don't say graphic pictures, but just some pictures of skulls and bones and demons and stuff that if your child is sensitive to that thing, you might want to get a different version. There's some other versions out there for, for younger kids. Uh, but our kids have loved this version. And it's just led to so much good discussion about the Christian life. Uh, Christian and his journey is pilgrimage to the celestial city. It's it's a wonderful book. Now I'm looking at here. I got a list of other books. I could go on and on. I, I think maybe I'll stop at that, but just finally recommend one more time too, particularly to those who are listening from Church of the Open Bible, um, the Catechism for uh, Family Worship, the Christian Catechism that I have put together a few years ago. We have copies of those here if you would like to get them. Um, catechism particularly the format of questions and answers, and then reading scripture that supports those. Um, also learning the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I also add the five solas of the Reformation. Uh, this is something that in church history has been traditionally a central way for parents to disciple their kids, bringing them up in the Lord and exposing them to a, a solid biblical worldview and foundation. Uh, and I've spent many years putting this together. And so I would highly, highly recommend that you pick that up and use it as a way for your family worship. I actually have a family worship guide as part of it. Uh, hymns to sing, um, scripture to be reading, and also one other thing, a guide for prayer. And I guess this is one other book I guess I would finally recommend. It's called Window on the World. It is a condensed version of Operation World, which basically... For kids, it's filled with pictures and stories, and it gets it exposes kids and families to uh, the reality of unreached people groups in this world. Those who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and will never hear unless someone crosses cultures and goes to tell them. And so it is a wonderful way to help children understand what's going on globally, understand the mission of God to make disciples of all nations, and also to be diligently as families praying for the unreached, that they would be reached with the gospel, that people would be saved and churches would be planted. So that would just be one final recommendation. Now, as I said, we have a bookshelf full of other books. And if you'd ever like to 
uh, talk about that with me or with my wife, Colleen. We'd love to share some of these resources we found helpful as our family. But there are a few. Um, I'm not sure we might get some links. I know it's a lot of books, so it might be kind of tricky to get all those links into the show notes at the bottom. But uh, I hope that you maybe wrote a few down and we'll check them out. The Lord has blessed us with so many wonderful resources. Of course, all of them we trust are helpful because they help us understand what scripture teaches. And I cannot say enough that obviously when it comes to marriage and family, that's where we want to start. That's where we want to end. But we also want to make use of other resources and teachers God has given us to understand so we can have God-glorifying, gospel-preaching, flourishing, faithful marriages and families. That's my prayer for you, and I hope that this has been helpful for that. Now, next week will be a special episode featuring a guest host who will be discussing with her guest what it means to be a Christian in the workplace. So be sure to join us for that episode. Until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with you now and forever. So long.